Hello everyone, this is Upasana, your podcast host and today I welcome you here to tune into Responsible Travel series we'll be having throughout July. To begin this series, we have Archana Singh who is not just a travel blogger but a sustainable advocate too. She has traveled 60 plus countries, she is a TEDx speaker and a photographer who connects with the hidden secrets of nature. So let's welcome her. Hello, hey Archana. Welcome to the show. Hi Upasna. I'm so glad to be here on your show. Thank you. Thank you for having me over. Same here because it was long due that we have to talk on this very special topic, responsible travel, because now when COVID restrictions are almost lifted up, travel is one of the thing in almost everyone's bucket list. But I really feel now when uh, everything is back to normal and uh, you know we are back to our travel plans we should take it more responsibly okay so upasna you know i would absolutely agree to what you just said in fact i have been uh, talking about it not after the pandemic stuck but before that also we have been taking our planet for granted for a really really long time you know and uh, covid was just uh, one small trailer of what is in store for us you know although it is not directly a uh, climate change induced uh, pandemic uh, that we saw but uh, you can see the connection you know somewhere for example uh, till till date we don't know how this pandemic actually got it or but this could be said you know something like this that because we have been you know cutting our forests we have been uh, we have been destroying the balance between uh, the ecosystem that's why you know uh, when you destroy the balance uh, then what happens is then someone has to take the beating and you know then all your diseases all your animals which are supposed to be living in their own uh, you know secluded uh, ecosystem they, they come out and then they attack us and that is what is probably happening that's why we see so many natural calamities you know this temperatures keep rising glaciers keep melting and everywhere like for example now at some places the winters are too harsh at some places the summers are too harsh so this is all all what i can say it is a result of human greed and until and unless we take a step back and think about it you know that we need to have some kind of control mechanism we will destroy this planet for sure so and and this pandemic actually was a wake-up call for us you know to uh, to basically take uh, the sustainability more seriously which United Nations and other uh, countries uh, they have been actually going hard about them and uh, trying to convince the countries and I believe that sustainability is not just uh, something which uh, has to be taken care by the government but each and every individual has a role to play when it comes to sustainability now when uh, when i uh, think about uh, I, my teenage years i clearly remember that when uh, i thought about the word responsibility uh, it really gave me goosebumps so i can totally understand when responsibility is added to anything it seems like that someone has taken the fun out of it but uh, this is uh, this is what i feel that people are inhibited uh, uh, about the responsible travel thing. So uh, let's 
talk about uh, first that what is responsible travel say okay i'll tell you what is responsible travel you know just imagine that some guest he visits he or she visits your place and uh, you you are a good host so you will welcome him or her you will you know get out the best uh, uh, bed linen for him you will prepare the best food and everything but after a while you will see that you know that guy start uh, destroying your furniture you know starts uh, uh, starts you know tearing your bed linen you know starts making lot of noise and you know start doing all the wrong stuff that a person is not supposed to be what will you feel it is ultimately your home so uh, you probably going to tell the person to get out of your home right uh, so responsible tourism in a nutshell is that when you travel to some other place it is your responsibility to travel in a way that it doesn't damage or hurt the other person or the other place so i would say simply put that you know it is about uh, you leave a place as it is if you can't leave it in a better shape then you leave the place as it is when you had come so how can we travel responsibly by making small changes in the way we travel now see it's very simple first thing is you know you just have to look around what causes the uh, biggest pollution so one is especially when you go to mountains or when you go to beaches or all the pristine places for example jungles and all that and if you want to keep the place as it is what you will do is you will try and uh, minimize the trash so what you can do is probably not buy too much of plastic stuff you know plastic packaging say for example your chips your biscuit your uh, colas and all that instead you can consume the local food which is uh, produced by the communities out there you can stay in homestays you know you can have the local drinks you know of all those places so what will happen is you will uh, minimize the plastic waste because let me give you an example in ladakh during your season you know like your travel season when the peak season is there on a daily on daily in just less 60000 plastic bottles are thrown away imagine 60000 bottles in such a small city and a city which doesn't even have a proper you know waste management system oh so where 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 does that waste go it is just there in the hills in the mountains and i have actually gone and visited that site you know dumpyard site you you know it was heartbreaking it became a breeding ground for feral dogs there were like more than 500 feral dogs you know what they have been doing they attack human beings they attack wildlife they have been mating with foxes because of which you know the uh, the wildlife of the region is changing there are a lot of diseases which are happening so what happens is this is all because of the plastic waste so if we minimize our plastic waste we can solve lot of problems you know and suppose uh, if you're going on a trek or if you're going on any trip even if you're not consuming plastic what you can do what i personally do is you know that i collect the waste whichever comes uh, whichever i see and i bring it back and then there's like one organization also zero waste and then there's one uh, organization say in ladakh which makes bricks out of plastic so you find out all those organizations and see how you can utilize that plastic so one is definitely minimizing your plastic waste second thing is you know i am a firm believer of circular economy i believe that you know consumerism is actually 
uh, is actually the bane of all the problems, especially pollution related or climate change related. Everything is because yes, of consumerism. Yes, I do feel that. Yeah. That's the uh, main funda behind uh, me starting my podcast on minimalism because yes, overconsumption has totally blindfolded our eyes. Absolutely. So if you follow circular economy and you just follow the three R's, which is, you know, reduce, reuse and recycle, we can reduce so many problems, you know, like aaj ke date mein kya hota hai? you suddenly become an influencer, like every Tom, Dick and Harry wants to become an influencer and because you are an influencer, you cannot repeat your clothes. Uh, if you are going on a trip, you cannot wear the same dress. I mean, why? Why? Have you seen any trekkers or any photographers, you know, carrying so much of luggage? No, that's that's not needed. We are important that the whole world is watching us. It won't matter that if we have worn one dress So I truly believe in this, you know, reduce, reuse and recycle. As much I think that would be the best way uh, to lead a life which is, which is more sustainable. I believe in that. And the thing which I also do is uh, um, the eco-friendly cutlery or something, you know, that I I've started doing is, for example, I would always carry my reusable water bottle and if I am say trekking or if I'm going to a place where I can't uh, get uh, water which is good then my life straw, uh, you know, filter bottle that, that is uh, which I carry everywhere. Then the cutlery which I have is a wooden cutlery. So whether I'm flying in a plane or I'm going uh, in a restaurant or anything, you know, I don't use uh, plastic cutlery at all. No plastic plates, no thermocol plates, nothing of that sort. I always tend to carry my own stuff with me. Um, um, you know, I'll tell you, uh, I was reading somewhere that what happens is, except for human beings, most of the animals, they make their own minerals and proteins and all that. Like our body is actually capable of making a lot of things. For example, if you Sorry, vitamin D. For example, our body is capable of that. Why do we need to take supplements? Because we will be in the house and we will go outdoor. So, let's talk about next question. I have seen people that those who think that being sustainable is costly, sustainable travel is costly. But uh, in my opinion, it is not. It's just the awareness that is missing. So how can we uh, travel responsibly, you know, uh, in a budget? See, I would, uh, I would say it's just the opposite. In fact, sustainable travel is cheap. But if you are looking for sustainable brands, because see, what is happening is there's a lot of greenwashing which is happening. Lot of brands, you know, they would bring out their products in plastic and claim to be sustainable and you know all that plastic free and all that. That's I'm sorry to say, but that's all bullshit, right? They're just fooling us. They're just trying to ride on this wave where everybody wants to uh, appear cool and you know want to come across that ke haan, wo hum planet ki and all that. Homestays they are sustainable 
living options you don't need to stay in really expensive hotels and all that and many of the homestays uh, are now powered with solar energy especially if you go in uh, ladakh they are all powered with solar energies you know similarly if you go to a homestay which is community run say for example in munsiari uh, in uttarakhand uh this uh, ark homestays uh, which are uh, which are which is run by malika virdi you know those are very 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 economical you don't have to burn your pockets so it actually works out to be cheaper you just have to do a little bit of your research little bit of your planning uh and you will save a lot of money and you will help the community the local communities who need the money now uh, ajna do you have any thoughts on how to find an accommodation uh, that follows sustainable practices because uh, i mean how to know that our accommodation which we are choosing is following sustainable practices or not or is there any platform where we can look out for sustainable uh, residencies or resorts or hotels See what I usually do is I keep a tab uh, on the people who are locals from that area, right? And I always try and uh, use my friends. Say, suppose uh, I'll give you an example. Like when uh, wherever I go, like uh, take examples the last trips that I had taken. You know, whether it was in MP, uh, Uttarakhand, Ladakh, or Gujarat, anywhere. So I found my friends there. you know local friends and i reached out to them like for example i'm now planning for my kerala trip so i would use my instagram i was use facebook i would use twitter and ask people where is it and then they'll connect me with the people and then i'll ask them what is it say for example when i went to munsiari so i checked uh, with the two friends of mine who were not really close friends of mine but i knew that they are from uttarakhand and they would probably have better knowledge than the than what i will get online or other and they told me about these accommodations like this homestay program which was run in a very small village in sarmoli so mm-hmm. then what i did was uh, i got the contact from them and before going to the place i spoke to the people out there you know and when i was sure okay what they are offering is something which is sustainable and is not something you know where they are just greenwashing then only i made my reservation similarly in ladakh also when i was going so i had a local person from there and i wanted to go to say aryan valley and uh, when i was going to aryan valley so i wanted to stay with a homestay you know who were uh, promoting sustainable travel so i always tell them what i'm looking at uh and then uh, what how they are equipped to handle those things so it's usually through uh, local connections it's usually through using my social media handles and now we have clubhouse also there plus i do a little bit of my research then you know a lot of these websites say for example uh um, uttarakhand tourism they also have on their website homestays listed similarly ladakh also has their homestays re- listed and in mp also they are promoting so like um, there i had known pagdandi like there were a lot of uh, brands which were there but pagdandi was something which i have been following for a while and i knew that they follow eco tourism big big time so when i was planning my trip there so then i got in touch with them so it's usually keeping your eyes and ears open and when you are going to that place just seek out help from the people uh, who you think uh, can help you out so that's how i uh, go to secondary media 
after I have done my primary research. So I would not go online and first check about the place. I would first check with my local contact and then once I'm a little bit satisfied and all that, then I'll do the secondary research because most of these properties uh, would not have uh, information online. For example, both these places where I went, they don't even have their websites in place, you know, so they don't have their uh, social media channels. So how do you reach out then? Right. So I think the best way is to modify our questions. We are questioning uh, to the properties. How I usually start is, firstly, I ask them like, uh, what is your sustainable policy? I become very upfront and I ask them like, what is it that you're doing? So the, and obviously I frame it dif differently. Suppose if the brand is like big brand, like say, for example, a Pagdandi uh, kind or Jehnuma and all those. So I know those are like well-established brands, you know, so probably they'll be able to answer that question and all that. Uh, so I'll ask them, you know, usually how uh, how do you take care that the community is benefited? Are there any programs that you run? You know, uh, all those kind of questions that I ask. And I always tell them that, you know, when I'm coming there, I'm coming from a uh, story angle also that I will be looking for uh, information uh, that can help people choose their destination again. And I will be highlighting those points. So one is asking them directly if they are not... Uh, qualified enough then बहुत छोटा छोटा सवाल पूछती हूँ जैसे for example अगर मैं homestay में जा रही हूँ so I'll ask them कि okay किस तरह का हम लोगों को मतलब खाना मिलेगा हम क्या क्या activities कर सकते हैं आप मतलब क्या क्या बनाओगे and कहाँ कहाँ हम जा सकते हैं और ये जो आप जो homestay कौन चलाता है so I give a lot of importance also if the homestays are run by women so you know, if they are run by women, then what happens is invariably the family grows. This I have seen and a lot of uh, issues, say for example, domestic violence or alcoholism, all those also get solved because of, you know, these uh, programs. And if community run programs are there, then they are always, always better. Because what is in many states, homestays are many states, but not Every homestay is sustainable because what happens is to earn money, they would uh, uh, they would open a homestay, but they would not have their waste management policy in place. They would not be you know helping the local say forest or eco eco tourism projects. Usko nahi promote karonge. So I tend to uh, go with community run programs more than just the individual homestay. I usually pr prefer that. That what, uh, how can we find a sustainable accommodation? But what should we when we are traveling? Suppose if it's summer season, uh, what I feel we shouldn't travel to a place like Shimla because there it's already scarcity of water. So what can so that we can be more responsible when we travel? See, uh, uh, you said a very right thing, you know, that we should try to go to those places where there are more tourists. And rather go and stay in smaller villages. Like in all these places, there are very small places. Like for example, if you are going here, Shimla is going. Shimla means you have kept it. So Shimla is going to go a little further. Thanedar is a place. It is a very small town. 
वहाँ पर मुश्किल से एक एक ही प्रॉपर्टी एक या दो प्रॉपर्टीज हैं बट दैट प्लेस हैज सच अ बिग हिस्ट्री दैट फ्रॉम दैट प्लेस द एप्पल्स दैट वी ईट द फर्स्ट पर्सन हु एक्चुअली ब्रॉड दीज रेड डिलीशियस एप्पल्स ही वॉज फ्रॉम दैट विलेज और उस विलेज में सबसे पहले सैपलिंग्स लगे थे रेड एप्पल के थानेदार के यू नो एंड इट हैज़ अ लॉन्ग हिस्ट्री ऑफ डिफरेंट अदर फेमस पीपल इज वेल सो वट आई एम सेंग इज कि अगर आप थोड़ा सा रिसर्च कर लो ना जगह के आस पास में तो आप कम्यूनिटी को ज़्यादा बेनिफिट कर सकते हो और जो ओवर टूरिज़म से जो हमारी जगह को प्रॉब्लम होता है वो सॉल्व कर सकते हो ट्रैफिक जाम इतने ज़्यादा होते हैं चीज़ें इतनी एक्सपेंसिव हो जाती हैं तो वो थोड़ा आप उनको अवॉइड कर सकते हो आई बिलीव दैट इफ़ यू जस्ट गो अ लिटल बिकॉज होता क्या है ना जब आप पॉपुलर जगह पे जाते हो तो कुछ लोग बहुत ज़्यादा कमा रहे होते हैं बट अगर आप थोड़ा सा उसको ना स्प्रेड कर दोगे सो ज़्यादा लोग थोड़ा थोड़ा कमा लेंगे यू गेट वो So, we'd like you to share your sustainable journeys, your experiences. I I know you have shared some of it in our conversation, but a memorable one that you can share with our audience, maybe the most sustainable journey so far, or what you uh, really liked about the accommodation you have stayed in, what you really liked about the people and their practices they are following. Uh, okay there are many countries especially in europe and japan they are very sustainable but one country uh, which i really really loved not one country i would say but probably i would say these group you know scandinavian countries they are very 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 high when it comes to sustainability you know they, it's a part of their life so uh, they have been uh, following this since the time of 60s and 70s sustainability became a buzzword in the last 10 years only right uh, but they have been uh, following it like in the 60s and 70s only uh, sweden had a policy where uh, the kids were taught from the childhood days you know to clean their trash to not leave any trash behind and it became a part of their education like every year they would have a day dedicated to this only so what happens what so what happened is every citizen became aware of not uh, littering around and what they had done is so that is one part of it other thing which i really liked is that they are very big on recycling the the 3s that i sorry this uh, the 3rs that i spoke about the circular economy they are super super big on that and they have got all these brands there was one brand which i came across while walking uh, was this brand called nudi jeans so what nudi jeans uh, does is they are the world's uh, first uh, almost 100% organic uh, denim brand so their uh, denim is made from 100% uh, organic cotton like uh, what happens is uh, rest of the denim brands they tend to mix either the dye the dyes are not organic or something and other so they don't follow uh, ethical i would say Uh, ethical production. practices you know for ethical production so what they do is first of all they're very very particular about the product uh, from where they source about the dyes and one important thing that they do is that uh, even if they are getting their products made in india italy or anywhere the pay scale is equal to the pay that they will give anyone who is working in europe i think <laughs> 
no other company would be doing that i was really really touched by, by that then the other thing unique about their product is what they do is it has a lifetime warranty so if your denim wears and tears you know you can go back and return and you know oh, wow. they they actually demotivate you to buy new products you know they say that you know uh, use your jeans as much as possible and if you don't like it if you are get you get bored of it please uh, bring it and you know so they you get a certain discount or whatever it. and all that and uh, and the repair is absolutely free like if uh, uh, if your uh, denim is you know torn or something so they will do repair free absolutely free of cost you know and uh, then there was another uh, I, i this story will take a little while but i really want to tell you the kind of experiences yes, yes, i had please. so then there was this app also which i came across called karma so karma is a food app so what happens is there's so much of food wasted especially if you look at india the kind of food which gets wasted in india it's like it's unimaginable so what they do is you know the founders of this app what they did was they knew that a lot of food was probably getting wasted in restaurants or cafes and all that and they also knew that there would be people who would want to buy that food but probably it was too expensive so they kind of created an app where uh, after a certain time the cafe owners and all whatever they can say okay say Ten uh, donuts or hundred donuts, you know, for this particular price, and then there'll be the buyers, so they can go and collect it. So what was happening is food wasn't getting wasted. I really, really loved this concept. You know, mm-hmm. this was launched in uh, Stockholm, so it's there in Sweden and it's also there in uh, UK also. So imagine if this can be done in India, yar. कितना बच जाएगा हम लोगों का ना खाना जो कूड़े में फेंका जाता है. एक एक्सपीरियंस बताती हूँ वहाँ जो मेरा था स्वीडन में व्हेन आई वाज हाइकिंग सो आई वाज हाइकिंग विद विद कम्युनिटी ऑफ अ ट्राइब व्हिच इज़ द ओल्डेस्ट इंडिजिनस ट्राइब ऑफ स्वीडन कॉल्ड सामी पीपल सो दे आर एसेंशियली द रेंडियर हर्डर्स एंड दे स्टे इन फोर कंट्रीज यू नो दे हैव देयर ओन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन ऑल्सो विच इज लाइक एंड देयर कंट्रीज आर द रीजन इज कॉल्ड सापमी so which is made up of four uh, countries like they live in the arctic uh, belt of the four countries which are uh, your norway your sweden your russia and uh, not not denmark what was the other? finland finland yeah so these four countries so uh, and they are older than your vikings and all <laughs> like these countries were not even formed at that time they are that old 10000 year old tribe wow. uh, so i was hiking with them you know so what was happening is they are now pretty modern they are not like your tribal people what you'll see in india so they have got all the gadgets and stuff and all that but they don't waste a single thing you know reindeers are their lifeline not even a bone of reindeer anything is wasted of reindeer skin nothing is wasted and that is a policy which they follow for everything everything it's not just reindeer they would not waste anything you know and uh, when we were hiking with them so we were carrying all our stuff they don't have porters and all that like in europe now you have to carry your own stuff and uh, we were uh, camping so what we did was we were actually foraging the berries outside because berries grow everywhere <laughs> in uh, these scandinavian countries and you know all these different kind of leaves and vegetations we were using and we were making our own food and i realized that these people they have everything these 
Scandinavian countries are the richest countries in the world, right? But they lead such a minimalist life. They are they don't use their cars as much as we do in the cities, you know, for or even going to work. They use their bikes or they are just hiking or you know they they try to stay away from these gadgets and all these products and they are recycling. They are segregating their ways. So this thinking of just being responsible is so well grained in them and the minimalism uh, is so ingrained in them if we could be even say one percent of them i think we will solve so many problems that india is facing today so that is what i really really loved you know staying uh, with them for for some time that's lovely to know Arjuna, because these experience really special and i'm sure if it's in our curriculum our future will be saved. We have to teach kids from the very childhood years. Thank you so much, Etna, for your valuable inputs and sharing these lovely experiences with us. Thanks a lot for taking this initiative and, you know, sharing all this with the people. I think uh, this is probably the least that we can do. The more we will talk about it, the more people will become aware of it, you know, and more people will join it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, then don't forget to check out other episodes on Come Back Minimalist Podcast. And yes, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can reach out to me through my social media handles, Come Back Minimalist over Instagram and Facebook. Or you can mail me over comebackminimalist at gmail.com. Bye-bye.